never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Hi guys, welcome back to my Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today is a fantastic day for a cool interview because I've got Annie White with me. Annie is a woman whose topic is very close to my heart. Um, we are talking about anxiety, those beautiful waves of neurochemicals that are washing over us. And you think, what the hell? <laughs> And you just want to, you know, depending on what your response to those waves is, you typically don't feel well. And they are they are beautiful. They are there for a reason. And we talk about that today. But they're just coming maybe a little bit too often in some of our lives. And let's see what we can do about that. Annie, welcome to my show. Well, thank you. It's I'm glad to be here. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here. Cool. I mean, let's let's be clear. You don't wake up when you're eight years old and say, you know, mommy, I know what I'm going to do. I will develop a method um, that reduces anxiety very effectively. Uh, and that's going to be my life. What do you think, mom? No, <laughs> no I said, mom, I'm going to be Barbara Streisand. Oh, excellent. That's what, yes. Really? Barbara? Ooh. Oh, for so, sure. When I was eight, I was like, Barbara Streisand it is. Does that include all the colors of the of the red for the uh, the nails and the lips? Um, do you have all the, the supply of, I don't know who she uses? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have loved her my whole life. I've always been a singer. So um, Excellent. yeah, my little girl self would be very surprised that I've deviated from that track. <laughs> priceless, priceless. Yeah, okay. Well, having said that, it's, it's your chance of making it uh, is about one in 10,000 if you're good uh, as a singer or as a young rock band. Um, so and that, that means that you're good, actually. <laughs> but you obviously got a lot of passion out of it. And what did the singing do to you? Was the singing well, changing? I studied it. Well, I studied it for a long time and I'm trained in opera. I just love it. I love doing it. But it was never something that I was willing to go hardcore and give everything else up. And, you know, all of my teachers were always like, Annie, did you practice? And I'm like, uh, kind of. They're like, yeah, it's not a kind of thing, you know. <laughs> so I loved it, but I didn't have the drive and the passion for it. Okay. No, that's brilliant. Um, but did the singing help you with anxiety? Did you have anxiety as a child? Um, yes, I'm sure that I had anxiety as a child. And did it help me? Of course, because every time that you do something that you enjoy, you wire your mind to be calmer and happier, right? Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, definitely. Unless I was working on a song I really didn't like or something uh, <laughs> that a teacher uh, was uh, making me do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's tricky, of course, but that's life. Um, there are a lot of things you have to do that you maybe don't really like so much. Um, and yeah, it is interesting. So there you were, uh, this young, aspiring Barbara Streisand. Um, and then later on, well, you you know, what happened to you in life? Did you go, what was your professional career then? Well, it was a circuitous route. So I tried a lot of different things. I even was in um, mortgage banking for a while. And then I went to school to become a doctor of Chinese medicine. Cool. And I loved it. Mm -hmm. And as a doctor of Chinese medicine, I saw how much stress 
was a factor stress anxiety. I think they're two of the same things on a spectrum, but um, stress and anxiety help or help. We're hurting people and hurting their health. So I started to think, and my training has me think about symptoms in terms of leading to the root cause, right? I don't care about symptoms other than what is causing them and how do we solve that? So I use that thinking towards stress. And I thought, okay, how do people get into this stress state? And once I found um, the science of the brain and neuroplasticity, I knew I was on to something. And that's what put me on this trajectory toward figuring out actually how to unwind or unwire the stress and anxiety in the brain. Beautiful. When did this journey start? The one with the neuroplasticity almost a decade ago. So a while ago. And it wasn't like I quit my job and I was only solely focused on it. But what I was doing was I was doing a bunch of research and trying to find tools for my patients that could really help them, you know, and on my path, I found a bunch of different rewiring tools, but I didn't find anything that was a step-by-step -step method that could rewire the mind. So mm. I did it myself. Did you do but, it only for your patients or did you do it all also for yourself? <laughs> There's always a, something that drives you. Okay. Come on. Let's be quite clear about that. So, on, <laughs> okay. So let's go there. All right. So of course I am the stress expert, quote unquote, at the time, right? Because I'm, I'm helping people with stress, right? Uh, okay. Sure. I mean, I would never need those tools. Why would I need those tools? Who need me? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Except, um, I mean, I probably need them before this, but I went through this really, really tough period where um, we moved and high stress caused me, it caused me to lose my business. It caused my husband to walk out on me and it almost caused me to take my own life. And it took that for me to say, oh my God, I need the tools. I mean, people have maybe called me a little bit stubborn in my life and it could possibly be true, but um, <laughs> case in point, but yeah, um, I finally realized, oh my gosh, like I really, really need to try these tools. And I've been giving them to my patients. My patients have always said they'd worked, but it wasn't like they would sit down and I'd say, okay, today we're going to work on your neuroplasticity, you know? So I put them together and I used them and they actually really worked. And I couldn't, I mean, it sounds silly to say that I was surprised, but I was kind of surprised that they work. So I know it sounds crazy, doesn't it? But anyway, it's, it's true. And once that I saw that, and once that happened, I dedicated my whole life to getting mm -hmm. these tools into the hands of people who need them. And so I wrote a book that details the tools. And that was the best way that I could think to get them into the hands of people who could really benefit. Because I know what it's like to live in what I call stressville. Um, it's horrible. And I don't want anybody to have to live there. So yeah, I had some experience. <laughs> <laughs> and that is so beautiful, because only when you have been in that darkness, 
in that stress can you actually appreciate and uh the privilege the the gorgeous state of being calm uh we often if you don't don't have lift the extremes you cannot appreciate the the so-called normal and normal is a weird word i mean normal people scare me okay so i'm not normal i this is not how i would describe myself nobody nobody is normal who wants to be normal and perfect people are boring they're the scariest people on earth thank you but we all have got sort of a a level where our body feels serene and feels calm and feels good and that is not the saccharine sweet coca-cola advertisement kind of up there no those kind of of those kind of instagram moments shall we call them um and that is up there that is that is cool uh if you have got this uh this exaltation this beautiful joy pumping through your veins but that's no that's not normal um so your body needs to calm down to at some stage equally those low moments and those not so nice moments they are not normal okay they need to come back so but in it's that state here and that many people don't realize that we are our our society uh celebrates you being busy our uh, society demands you being the man the woman the whatever um and it is it is so hard it's a Uh, lie touche it's a complete lie right i mean i feel like I feel honestly like we're coming out of that a little bit, which mm. is a relief. And I think, you know, what you were talking about just a second ago is balance. You know, you want balance. Yeah, you're going to have your highs, you're going to have your lows. And it's not like, I mean, I say, I'm not going to help you live in nothing ever bothers me land, because that's mm. not a thing. Mm. You know, we live in a stressful world. And sometimes you are going to have things affect you because you're human but what you want is more balance in your life more choice on how to deal with it how to react you know absolutely for that you need to recognize though what is happening and many of us are complete numb nuts when it comes to our own uh emotions um honestly they wrote my life for the better part of 50 years um it was only really eight nine years ago when i went into rehab uh after a major burnout and having used far too much alcohol that i suddenly realized oh boy my goodness um and so therefore when you say oh we we use no let's rephrase that we are using words like stress distress uh anxiety these all can become words that mean different things for different people let's define them what is anxiety for you now this is for me this is not textbook okay Mm. for me anxiety is a feeling it's very tense it's almost frenetic and it feels out of control to me Mm. like i yeah i can't breathe very well Mm. and I don't have a choice in the matter, basically, mm. if that makes sense. It's um, kind of like it takes me over. Perfect. And that's exactly how I would define it. That's exactly what happens to me yeah, every day um, in all reality. Um, and there are moments that, that most other people have. 
Um, the the problem is that these moments are not very nice, and for some or many of us, the immediate response is, "Why do you feel like that? How did you? You are weak. You're you are. That's how dare you!" And then you get the, the little voices coming up there. <laughs> Have you been in that that situation, or are your patients in that situation? Of course. And you know the one thing that this this worldwide pandemic has done, because it actually caused so much anxiety and depression. And we when we talk about wiring the brain, you know that'll make sense. Mm. But it has it's it's opened the conversation and normalized these things a bit more, which makes me really excited. Because mm. I will be honest with you, I think every single human goes through periods of their life where they have some anxiety or depression, or mental challenges. I mean, I just don't think, except maybe the Dalai Lama, but you know, he meditates a lot. And perhaps yeah. he he can, you know, he can circumvent that. But everyone else, mm. I mean, we go through times in our lives that are bigger than we can handle on our own. Mm. And when it, when it takes us over, different conditions can result. You know, and I think you're making a really good point that so many people look down on it or they try to hide it or they try to say it's not really there. But, you know, I mean, this is cliche, but what you resist persists. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't help people feel any better denying it, does it? So let's go back to to basics because I think I think right now it's, it's very good to remind all of us that anxiety is basically a state of high adrenaline or adrenaline coming out there. Now remember, these are the survival systems that are built in place many tens and hundreds of thousands of years ago, and these are the things that keep you alive. So without that, you walk in front of a bus and think. Ah, there's a bus. Boom. <laughs> Instead, you walk in front of the bus and think, oh shit, and either jump or hopefully not freeze, because then it's again boom. Um well so you're bringing up a really good point about stress and adrenaline in that process, because did you know it has two phases? Mm -hmm. So the first phase, the one that you're talking about, the bus phase, is completely unconscious. Mm -hmm. We don't even have control over that which like you're saying is a good thing mm. or we would be pummeled you know by a bike or a bus or a whatever <laughs> exactly. you know i mean it used to be in case uh like something very dangerous was coming at us you know mm. um but yeah but then there's that second phase of the stress response where more of those hormones are released and you can stop that phase mm. does that make sense that's the part you can control. Very much so. But it, you have to figure out that, or you have to accept that these systems are deep, deep down in your body. And when they get triggered, they are beautiful there. And when I say they get triggered, with that I'm already alluding where I want to go, because there are certain things that are naturally causing those systems to flare up. And... As such, these systems, I see them as messengers. And as a messenger, I love them. They tell me, hey, there is something there which absolutely could now destroy your life. 
And in the case of a saber-toothed tiger, that tells probably quite a bit of truth. Um, in the case of an email, hmm, 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 not so sure about that. So therefore, but it's still it's still a messenger. And therefore, as a messenger, it just brings a message. It just tells I, you something. I love that. And that's that's how I love to describe anxiety and and depression too. It's your it's your body system trying to tell you something. And even if it is that email, there's a message in that email for you. I mean, is this person invading your boundaries? Are you overextending yourself? Are you, did they say something that offended you in some way? I love looking at it as a messenger because A, then you get your power back and B, it's the truth. Exactly, exactly right. And I often say that I compare it with a wave in the ocean. So if you're swimming there and suddenly you see this huge wave coming, you can be very upset about that wave. You can tell the wave, yeah, I hate you wave. You are mean wave. I don't want you to come. Guess what? That wave is coming. You like it or lump it. <laughs> so right. you, you have the choice. You can surf that wave. You can just feel the power of the wave and just experience it for what it is. Um, one way or the other, it will come and it will be gone within what, a few seconds, maybe a few minutes. Um, so here you go. So you have good choices. Again, moving out of this victim, victimization, self-victimization. Totally. Exactly. You have got a but choice. Oh, I'm sorry. I no, will no. say one. I will say one thing. Um, when your brain is wired to be stress dominant, right? Anxiety dominant. You have less choice in those situations mm, okay. because those pathways are, can, they get activated and you fly down, you know, those worst case scenarios before mm. you even know what's happening. Mm. So you, you do have a choice, but sometimes it, it takes a minute. And sometimes it's really hard for people to get there. Mm. Does that make sense? Hell of a lot. Hell of a lot. And as with everything, it is it takes a hell of a lot of practice. Um, so first of all, to recognize what it is, to actually have that acceptance, to say, okay, fair call. Maybe I looked at it in the past, maybe in a different way. Um, and then what am I going to do about it? What am I um what I'm thinking? Well, we need to come to that first, isn't it? Because we are often now our own um own worst enemies i certainly I, ladies first sorry can i take you back a step should and offer a different solution because here's the thing recognizing ourselves in those moments is really hard when your mind isn't wired to be balanced it's almost impossible and my i have a whole theory that until you balance your mind you don't have a fight in the you you can't control it it's really 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 difficult and that was what i experienced for myself i would go down these paths and think oh my gosh but you notice it way down the path right yeah because your mind isn't balanced enough to catch yourself and give yourself a choice that's why that's why i'm such a proponent of you know, doing some exercises, doing some things that can wire the mind to be balanced mm. so that mm. you you have a, you know, mm. 
a fighting chance. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, where I wanted to go was uh, though our be us being our worst enemies is often yeah. that we strongly contribute to the state of anxiety. Remember, these are messengers. So therefore, um, if I put my body constantly into a state where there's a threat to my life, then maybe these messengers are quite quite correct so and you think oh come on come on i live in 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 the united states what could possibly go wrong well don't get me started but um yeah. let's let's say my life is quite quite serene there is no threat to my life your body thinks differently what yeah. would what would what killed you in the old days well you know there was no water okay so dehydration there was no food so you starved to death. Um, there were injuries or there was pain somewhere. There was things like that. These things were quite quite killing you. So your body is that, oh shit, you better, better need to be a bit bit attentive there. Well, let's let's fast forward to a modern society. Um, yes, we nourish ourselves on maybe not the healthiest foods. Um, we eat a lot of shit, in other words. Um, sugars go through the roof and down and left and right. Guess what that all indicates to your body? Oh, my God, too much food. Oh, my God, too little food. So you've got all those kind of things that give messages there to your brain and say, oh, you need to be anxious. Go out there. Get some food. Oh, no, no, no. Don't get some food. It's very confusing for your brain. Then the sheer fact that you're dehydrated, your body picks that up. Guess what? It says, hey, 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 hey. Come on, come on, come on. We need to get some water here. And suddenly your stress levels rise without you not even knowing anything. So hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Um, these are the things that are so contributing to raise base levels of anxiety. God, then that email, whoa, you're off, boy. Um, right. So that's what I mean. We do, has your system, uh, does your system uh, focus on taking those active steps of, rehydration sleep etc what are your what are your your baselines which you tidy up first uh or maybe parallel to you giving your clients the tools to affect the neuroplasticity are you talking like diet and lifestyle yep yeah well i mean all of the things that you were saying are really, really important. I think diet is huge because, you know, inflammation is caused for the most part, this is my theory, but in the gut, right? And what causes that inflammation, the foods that you're putting in. Cool. Now it's different for different people, but I will tell you that sugar is always inflammatory, mm. right? Mm. So sugar is always going to be stressing out your system. System. And I think that's one of the biggest things that people can do is do a sugar cleanse, do it for two, three weeks. Now you can titrate off of it, which means eat less and less and less every day. I'm not saying go completely cold turkey, but it do it for a month and see how you feel, you know, and see if it does affect your overall stress levels, anxiety levels. And funny enough, the the things that you were mentioning, like hungry, angry, lonely, tired, those are big triggers for, you know, substances too, aren't they? And sugar is one of those, but, you know, alcohol and other drugs can also make you anxious and depressed the next day, Shit. can't they? 
Oh, yeah. Right? Because we think that, you know, this is our crutch. This is our solution. This is, we're self-medicating. And you can self-medicate with sugar. You can self-medicate with food too, I, or cigarettes, whatever it is. I, but there's always a price, you know, and I feel like that price is the next day. That's when I really feel it. <laughs> no. That's right. <laughs> my Steps to Sobriety up there is my book. And in there, I, I describe exactly that as uh, as anxiety. So not yes. only is your anxiety not gone, but your hangover is there, you know, anxiety, hang, anxious. I love that. You know? <laughs> so it is, it is one it's of so those true. things, isn't it? Absolutely. Yes. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. You're so like, wrong. I can't tell you, Stefan, I can't tell. I love that book. I'm going to recommend it to people. And it's like, it's, it's so important because people don't understand how linked anxiety and substances, especially alcohol, are. That you know, they sense. think, oh, I'll just get through this anxious day and then I'll have this medicine again. But the medicine, I mean, you can correct me on this, but it can be your biggest enemy. Oh, hell yes. Absolutely. Right. And, and it's the, that's the problem for you drink for a reason. Um, typically to escape reality. Uh, in me, in my case, it was often to give myself a second boost of energy. Uh, after two free glasses of wine, I was suddenly, bing, okay, what can we do? The sheer fact that I just worked 16 hours, and that is neither here nor there. Come on, let's clean up the garage. Put some right. music on. Let's dance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guess what? The next day, you're not even that tired. You were stone tired when you had your first drink. And now you, uh, the God, don't even remind me. Um, so it is, these were stupid times uh, and self-destructive times to the extreme. And needless to say, did I have any appreciation that I was part of the problem? Or yeah. maybe the main problem? Zero. Absolute zero. So, and guys. It, yeah, sorry. No, no, lady. <laughs> no, no, we've got that mild delay in the line. So, therefore, we both want to talk. <laughs> Go for it. So, guys, say what you were going to say. <laughs> no, I think the, the reality is um, many of us are running in that or are living permanently. Uh, in that chaos and I think that is what we need to recognize so therefore uh, it is it is not an easy way out uh, I don't think any system or any book or any mentor can give you that 90 minute session and then you're done that's <laughs> right. it congratulations you are cute <laughs> I am just I am just getting what you were saying earlier about anxiety and stress because you're right the first thing you have to do is recognize it you have or you don't even know that you need tools you don't even know that you need that was exactly for me with it. yeah that was me in a nutshell um i thought that's all normal what i have got is normal the sheer fact that someone pushes my trigger and i want to rip their head off and maybe often did um <laughs> maybe not so good okay and that but that was that was oh the, the the bad old times nowadays i am still a hothead i'm still passionate about things and i still can't stand incompetence and and laziness um but nowadays i just accept that i have got a choice 
And but in order to do so, I need to accept that. Hang on, hang on. Here's a wave coming. Okay, you. Oh, I want to kill someone. Okay, that is a wave of neurochemicals. So something has happened there. Something has triggered me. What was my baseline? Um, I've recognized what it is. Now I've got the choice. What can I do about it? Okay, deal with the immediate threat. Oh, it's actually not a threat. It's all catastrophizing up there. Cool, cool. So what led to it? Okay, have some. Have a glass of water. Have a deep breath. Maybe meditate. Maybe do whatever you can. Can I offer? Shoot. Can I offer a couple Shoot. things? Shoot. I, I, actually, stop me talking. Um, if you want to jump in and say, "Hey, why don't you try something?" And yeah, we're you, going to right now. I was about to say, do, "Come on, bring it let's on." Let's do it because you're right. In those moments, so. In those moments, let's talk neural pathways, and we're just going to go negative and positive. It's simplified. I get it, but it's for our purposes is what we need, right? So in those moments, what pathways are you on? Adrenaline. The negative negative stress, right? Negative stress. So what could be effective? Change the pathways. You Because if we keep if we try to talk ourselves out of the problem, there is a very good chance when our our mind isn't balanced, that we are going to stay on those stress pathways because they're strong. They're like the Incredible Hulk. They can take over that fast, right? But if we hop onto a completely different subject topic and completely different pathways in those moments, you A, feel better, but B, you start to strengthen those calm and happy pathways. So I want to give you a couple of things right now to maybe try, okay? Cool? Yeah, right. please. Cool. First one I love is called triple thanks. Okay. So in that moment, I'm going to give you two options. The first option is you say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It, that is, it's the recipe. It's the trick. It's the triple trifecta. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And find something in your immediate environment that you can appreciate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that I'm inside and I'm safe. Thank you, thank you, thank you that my heat is working. Thank you, thank you, thank you that my car started today. Or thank you, thank you, thank you that I have a bus I can take to get to my job. Whatever you think. And when I started, my mind was wired in a way that I had to start really simple. I had to start with thank you, thank you, thank you. And sorry, but thank you, thank you, thank you. But I can go tinkle inside. Thank you, thank you, thank you for TP. Thank you. Okay, you get the idea. Thank you, thank you, thank you that I have a TV or Netflix or whatever, whatever. Okay, so that's one option. The other option is to say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then think about something you want to have happen. Now, in the beginning, it probably can't be on the topic that's worrying you because if you bring up that topic, what's going to happen? You're going to go down those paths. Mm -hmm. But let's say you are um, having a party that weekend, right? And you're kind of excited about it, but people can get stressed about that kind of stuff. So you say, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you that the party is amazing this weekend. Thank you, thank you, thank you that everybody has a great time. So in this moment right now, Stefan, I want you to I want you to try two different things. Mm-hmm. Okay? One, I want you to say I'm grateful for something. And the other one I want you to say thank you, thank you, thank you and then insert something and tell me if you feel any difference. 
So you think comparing right now? Sorry. Okay. So I, I'll do it. My problem is that I'm using a mildly different system for myself. So therefore, to now switch that system, my system to your system, ah, difficult because I'm using I'm happy and grateful. So therefore, I am uh, priming myself to the state that I'm happy. Um, so I'm happy and grateful that. And that works okay. really, really well for me. So if it is, okay. if it is, um, I'm, I'm, so thank you for um, is the same thing. So what I would do uh, right now, I've got that wave coming over me and being so typically driving to work. Um, and certainly I'm happy and grateful that I'm actually sitting in this car. I'm happy and grateful that I can afford the petrol that I put in this car. I'm happy and grateful that, yes, there is this gentleman in front of me, but so what? Maybe he has got a shit day. And I'm happy and grateful that I've got a privilege of choice of thinking about it. I'm happy and grateful that I can go to work. Yes, it's going to be a hard day, but I'm happy and grateful that I can bring money in and I can look after my family. Bang, 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 bang. And it comes very quickly and it quickly changes my state. So it's mm -hmm. such a powerful thing. I love it. I love this focus on gratitude. And that can often, by you just um, forcing your your mouth to come, or your, your brain to come out of, with those things, then suddenly your life changes. You're changing your state. So therefore, I could not agree more. What your technique does is powerful. It's beautiful. I love it, love it, love it. Yes, and you're changing those tracks in those moments. So if if you can change the tracks in those moments and if you can stay on them mm. and marinate, on, and the good feelings are the really important part of it, Isn't aren't it? they? And so once you do that, you really strengthen those neural circuits in your brain instead Absolutely. of the negative ones. Do you want a breathing exercise in the moments? Hell yes. All right. So do you want the short version or the longer version? let's do the short let's do both okay so let's do the short version first so everybody knows about diaphragmatic breathing right when you breathe all the way down deep down into your lower belly and why is that important when you get stressed well because it really strongly tells your body you're there's no woolly mammoth you don't have to run from anything right now because if you did have to run or fight something which is what your stress response is made for you're going to breathe in and out of your chest and your breasts are going to be shallow short quicker closer together aren't they exactly exactly so when you breathe down deep into your lower belly and you slow things down your body says oh okay we don't have to run from anything right now. Mm. The strongest way to talk to your body is through your body. Okay, but now we're going to superpower it. And I call it pick your nose, but don't worry, we're not going to pick our nose, but it's going to help you remember it, okay? So you're going to take a finger and you're going to cover your right nostril. And you're going to breathe in and out, down into your lower belly, only through your left nostril. That is proven to activate your calm nervous system right? So you're doing two things in those moments to activate the calm nervous system and to stop the stress one. What I like on it is certainly, I mean, many times broken um, with my nose. Um, there is, it takes me longer to inhale through that, which again, normally there are, there are different schools that teach you Breathe in over the count of eight, 
hold a bit and then whatever whatever kind of breathing technique and style you're using i like that actually to to do that the well, only the left only the left nostril or the right nostril nope only left right oh. nostril activates you that activates your sympathetic nervous system your left nostril activates your parasympathetic nervous system yeah and pranayama that. breathing is a breathing in the um in the Indian tradition, which is fabulous, and it will balance your nervous systems. But if you're in a state of sympathetic response, you want to activate your parasympathetic. So you just want to be breathing in and out through the left one. Guys, if you think, oh, she has lost it now, um, <laughs> that is actually not true. What what Annie says is actually correct. There are um, there are sympathetic chains uh, going up and there. Your sympathetic nervous system, which is the the, the fight and flight kind of thing. Um, as an anesthetist, I often numb shoulders for shoulder surgery, and in order to do so, we put local anesthetic about here, which numbs the shoulder, and then we send the patient off to sleep, and they wake up without any pain. Bingo. As a side effect of that, we actually. Uh, numb also that sympathetic chain so it's quite common that uh, we just switch that off as well on that side now interestingly enough if I do right-sided blocks there's a tendency for the heart to go slower so it's not uncommon that we actually see a difference when we take one side out to the other side that it's a bit like it like the motorbike where you you speed up with the right well if you take the right side out you don't speed up there you go. So that is something I see in daily practice every week. Um, so what Annie says is not mumbo jumbo, <laughs> but is actually uh, makes sense. Uh, I can I can actually work with that. Um, so here you go. Beautiful, beautiful. So left nostril. So pick your nose the right way. So <laughs> on the right side. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to do it in the grocery store. But I mean, if you do, people can ask you what you're doing. You can help them out. Touche. Right? So, Touche. Yeah. <laughs> I don't be prepared for an interesting uh, um, communication, interesting discussion there. Now, that's a cool trick. I like that. So essentially, you're you're using gratitude. You're using mm -hmm. simple, actually manipulating the system, manipulating your body as such. So you're switching on the parasympathetic nervous system. For you out there, that's just the beautiful system that allows us to calm down, to rest. That is in that state, that is where your sleep happens. That's where the healing happens. That's where so much resetting in their body happens. That's a beautiful state. And that's what yeah. we want to achieve with you being in a spa or meditating <laughs> or et cetera. Yes. Uh, so. And those are just two tiny tools that exactly. I give over a six week period. I mean, yes, gratitude is important, but I also think that gratitude can be wonderful, but it can also become a rote exercise after a while. So mm -hmm. that's what I try to avoid. Um, but I also bring different things in like best possible self-exercises using photographs, using um, visualization, using, you know, all of these different things, which activate those pathways in your mind, right? Beautiful. Beautiful. Do you, do you want a little, um, do we have time to do the yes. whole? Okay. So the it. breathing is called high five breathing. Okay. 
And I'll tell you why. So your first step, just think of something you appreciate because that can help you get into the state. Second step, and we're not going to add your pick your nose yet. So second step, you breathe in for everything's based on five. You breathe in for five counts. You pause for five counts. You breathe out for five counts. You pause for five counts. This is also called box breathing. I did not make this up. Navy SEALs use this. It's very effective too. Okay. But I, I give it a five count because you get a high five for remembering to breathe like this when you're stressed out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it helps people remember the count. I was doing four, seven, eight breathing, which is mm. what Dr. Weil likes people to do. And it was just a high five breathing, just end of the day, mm. just five counts. You're good. Right. And you breathe all the way down, deep down into that lower belly, because obviously we talked about why. And then you pick your nose the right way. And that's the whole thing. Beautiful. The reality is also, if you if you guys think, well, how is this breathing actually working? And that's not just me taking a breath. How that can that how can that switch something on? There, we're actually not 100 percent sure why and how what exactly happens. But I can tell you that the sympathetic nervous system runs along the spine, a sort of a, a chain, literally like a chain letter um, there, whilst the parasympathetic nervous system is sort of mainly in your pelvis, mainly in your brain. But there's one big nerve that runs down in the center of your body through the chest, and it needs to go through the diaphragm. And that's the vagus nerve. So that's a, the, the main parasympathetic nerve. So here you are. I mean, that, that is constantly sort of going through the diaphragm. And if you take deep breaths, you're basically stretching and massaging that nerve. And this parasympathetic nervous system says, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, that, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. Like having a little rub. And uh, so this is all what we're doing here. This is all not mumbo jumbo. That is all us hijacking our body in the right way. We are learning how our body really works. And we're using our own physiology uh, against the not so nice aspects of our brain, of our mind, of our emotions. And that's cool. So this is not mumbo jumbo, guys. This is hardcore, hardcore survival medicine for the soul. Let's put it like that. Uh, maybe hard, hard words, and you think, "Oh my God, where is he going?" But bottom line is, if you if you suffer from heightened levels of anxiety, if you indeed uh, are like one in five young women who suffer from an anxiety disorder, I'm going to say young women. I mean teenagers here. This is a huge burden on you. It's it can be paralyzing. Now, wouldn't it be great if we can come up with? with ways how to alleviate that, change that, put you back into the driver's seat rather than being the victim of that disorder. And that's exactly what Annie does. Annie, you are a godsend probably to many people. If people want to know more about you, where can they find you? Well, I'm on the online. So um, dranniewhite.com, A-N-N-I-E white. Oh, doctor spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R. And my book is called The Calm Code. And they can grab it, you know, on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or Apple Books or, you know, all the things. Um, yeah. And Perfect. I love the way that you described the vagus nerve activation for that breathing technique. That was 
great. And also your um, motorcycle analogy. <laughs> I, just, I love both of them. These are these are the things that I see in daily practice uh, as as an anesthetist, um, and it's yes. beautiful. So it just re it uh, it confirms for me that um, some of these things are not just I don't know witch doctor kind of stuff. No, not at all. And but it also reminds me that the body is such a wonderful, wonderful thing, and that we know so little about it, and that all those those people out there who are experimenting with maybe prolonging our lives, i.e. living healthier and living a more satisfied lives. They, they, there are so many people who have got such beautiful things to offer. And, and I guess that is what I'm, why I'm doing this show. I'm, I'm bringing on people like you, Annie, and I walk away today from this show enriched. Yes, I had to get up at six in the morning. Yes, it, it took me a moment to actually think, well, am I here? And now I'm buzzed. I'm, I'm, I feel good because I have grown. I have transformed in that one hour. And for that, I'm so grateful to you, Annie, because you honed back in for me to, okay, where do I need to go? Where do I need to go today to live a better day, to become the man who I want to be? Um, and that is great. So, Annie, uh, amazing talk this morning, amazing discussion. Guys, if you want to know more about Annie, go down there to the description of the YouTube video and of the podcast. All the links are down there. Go get her book uh, and get yourself sorted there and, and experiment. Learn. And but as with everything, sometimes you can't do it alone. And mm -hmm. really, you if you want to be successful in business, you put a power team around yourself where you are the dumbest person in the team. Okay. Therefore, you grow, you learn constantly. Um, maybe. Uh, getting in touch with any might help you if you're suffering from anxiety and if that is your main driver at the moment or it's driving you nuts let's call it that kind of driver um then uh, maybe just you know pick up the phone dial the dial the information and we'll see we'll see maybe maybe in a year or two you're a very different person and get in touch with me and say hey stefan um great show can I come onto your show? Because I have developed something new. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Okay, guys, live your life with passion. Go out there and learn and get over to Annie's uh, social media links and to uh, her website and find out more. Annie, you're a gorgeous woman. Thank you so much for coming onto my show. I'm incredibly grateful for your time and effort today. Thank you. And I appreciate your podcast. I think it's fabulous, such great information. And every single episode I listen to, I get so much out of. So thank you. Absolutely. Love it. And you look after yourself and you guys out there live with passion. Bye. I never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Turn